Now I won't ask that nobody else move in or out. Just just fasten your seatbelts and stay where you are. Don't leave. Don't just don't anybody leave. You stay right there. All right. Now, when I was, I, you know, one night um, I was up there with my sister. I just went up and sat in the balcony. And uh, I knew the preacher had that rule, but the balcony, you know, I was a little guy like these guys. And the balcony sort of came up like that and hit me. And I sort of scooted down, and I thought he wouldn't see me, and I was sitting there passing notes and talking and all kinds of things. And I wasn't a Christian then. And I was doing all kinds of stuff like that. And all of a sudden, a, 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 some man came up and tapped me on the shoulder, and he said, look down there at the preacher. And I looked down at the preacher, and that man's bony finger was looking right at me. And he said like that. <laughs> now, I knew when the preacher said that that that's what I did. So I got up right in front of all those hundreds of people and troops down a stairway and came and sat down right on the front seat. And I was so mad. Man, I was mad. I could bite nails. Do you know I wouldn't speak to that preacher for two months? I was so mad at him. And I thought, I'm never going to come back to this place. But do you know what happened? The next Sunday I was back. Why? Because God's Holy Spirit was dealing in my heart. I didn't go because of the preacher. I, be I went because God's Spirit of God was speaking to me and drawing me with his bands of love. And one night while I was sitting down there on that lower floor, and I know now why he had all the juniors sit down there, so they could hear the word and listen. And one night while I was sitting down there, God spoke to me. He said, Richard, you need to be saved. I said, Lord, all these people are here. Now, I'd known for a good while that I needed something that that preacher was talking about. I didn't know what it was exactly, but I needed something. I couldn't answer all the questions. I didn't, couldn't tell him all the things about sin and Bible and God and all those things. But I knew that what he was saying, I needed. God was speaking to me. And when they began to sing that invitation hymn, God's Holy Spirit moved in my heart. And I bowed my head and I said, Jesus... There's so many people here. I'm scared to go down there. I want to be saved. And it seemed like I heard the voice of Jesus saying, Richard, if you will take the first step, I'll go with you the rest of the way. They began to sing again in a moment. I, I stepped out into that aisle. I took one step. And Jesus began to go with me. And friends, he's been going with me ever since that night. All the way. Because I listened to the word of God and did it. Now that's what God says. Go back to the old past. Listen to the book and do what he says to do. But there's something else I want to call your attention to. We need to listen to the... We need to know something about the old enemy. You know the enemy of Jonathan Edwards and the enemy of D.L. Moody and the enemy of the men that built this building out here and the enemy of God's people all through the years. Do you know who he is? Can anybody tell me who that enemy is? Anybody here know? The devil. That's what you're going to say, isn't it? The devil. And do you know that God tells us about the devil? Listen to this. The devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Now, beloved, when you're tempted to sin, God doesn't tempt you. When you're tempted to cut up, God doesn't tempt you. When you're tempted to go into, when you're tempted to reject God's will for your life, God doesn't do that. 
When you're tempted to sing oh, some old silly song that doesn't honor Jesus Christ, God doesn't tempt you to do that. When you're tempted to live a low life, God doesn't do that. The devil does it. He's here tonight, and he's like a roaring lion. He wants to pounce on you and destroy you and lay you down in a devil's grave. That's what Satan wants to do. He wants to trip you and trap you and finally get you down and then he'll go, ha, 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 I fooled you, didn't I? And throughout all eternity, he'll have you in hell. That's what the devil's business is. And you and I need to know who the enemy is. We need to know the old enemy, the old enemy of the soul. It is Satan. And Satan would stop you from giving your heart to Jesus Christ. There's some here tonight to whom the Holy Spirit has already spoken. You would like to be saved. You'd like to come to Christ. But the devil is saying, now, now, not tonight. Don't get too excited about this thing. After all, you've got to be sure. You just wait and hold on until you, you have the right feeling. Until you can, uh, you're sure you can live it out to the end. The devil is the author of all those excuses. Satan is. There's not one excuse he hasn't offered people through the years. Now remember that Satan has had 2,000 years of experience on you. He knows exactly how to trap you. He knows exactly how to trip you. And in a moment when we give the invitation, Satan is going to come along and say, no, don't do that tonight. You put it off. Wait till tomorrow night. Wait till some other time. Wait till not so many people. Uh, wait till a more convenient time. Wait till you're sure. Wait, 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 wait. And then the devil really is saying under his breath, wait till I get you in hell. Wait till I get you in hell. And forever and forever you'll be separated from God and love and the Bible and the gospel invitation, never again having an opportunity to be saved. That's what the devil wants to do to you. He wants to ruin you and lay your honor in the dust. Thank God this week some have been freed from the power of Satan and from the power of hell. Those old chains have been clipped and you're on your way to heaven. But even after you get on your way to heaven, the devil doesn't leave you alone. He keeps on bothering you. He disturbs the people of God. Every once in a while he'll say, hey, if you really were saved, you wouldn't do that, would you? And he makes you doubt your salvation. Satan is a master craftsman at making people doubt. And then Satan says to young people, you just live any old way you want to. Just live it up. Take your pills. Drink your liquor. Get your beer. Have your sex. Do whatever you want to do. It doesn't make any difference. After all, you're only young once. Live it up. And I want to tell you, young men, young women, the devil of hell is the author of that. Satan is the author of that. And he would try to get his bony, icy fingers on you and destroy you. I want to tell you, I'm mad tonight. You know who I'm mad at? The devil. I was out in the street in Bowling Green, and I saw some young people young lives like some of you and I know that in some of their lives they wanted Jesus Christ in their lives but down the street the devil guised as some handsome young guy some pretty young girl comes flipping down the street and says to some of these guys and girls that love Jesus come on let's go out tonight 
and have a fling. And those poor guys and girls, instead of letting their eyes stay on Jesus, they get their eyes on those kids. And here they go together into a cesspool of sin. Who's the author of that? Satan? The devil? And that's exactly what he would do to everyone here tonight. He wants to ruin your testimony. Do you know I believe there are young men and young women in this place tonight that God wants to be preachers. God wants to call you to be a preacher. God wants to call you to be a missionary. God wants to use you. He wants to call you to be a great singer like Bev Shea. Like some man that gives his, all of his talents to the Lord like Cliff Barrows with Billy Graham and so on. God wants to use you. But Satan says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hang on to the world. Hang on to the world. Hang on to the world. And so there's a pull between God and the world. And the devil tries to get you in his hand. I want you to know tonight the old enemy. You'll never be able to keep your eyes on Jesus until you know that the enemy, Satan, is trying to lure you down, down, down to wasted years, wasted years, wasted years. I don't know whether you know that song, Ronnie, Wasted Years. You ought to sing it sometime. One of the saddest songs I ever heard. Wasted years. Oh, how sorrow, how tragic. Any of you ever heard that song? It's a terrible thing to live years and years and years and years. And then at the end of life, give your life to God. I had the funeral today of a man that I'd witnessed to many, 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 many times. He said, no, not now, not now, not now, not now, some other time. Finally. Finally, the last few weeks or months of his life, he gave the leftovers of his life to Jesus. Now, I'm glad he got saved. And I'm sure tonight he's in heaven. Isn't that wonderful? You see, we're not saved by the, cause, by, by the way we live. We're saved by his grace. But isn't it tragic that a man would give just the leftovers of his life to God? Well, if you're here tonight and you've wasted years, it's better to come now than never. But if you're here tonight and you're a young man, young woman, young adult, young person, why don't you give the strength of your youth to Jesus? Why don't you say, Lord, here are my eyes, here are my ears while they're good. Here's my energy while I can run fast. Here's my life. I give it to you and let God use you all of your life. I dare you to do it. I dare you to do it. Put your hand, your life, your whole being in the hand of God and let him have you. And he'll use you. Now there's one last thing. Stand in the old ways and look at the old paths. I want you to listen to the old story. I love to tell the story of unseen things above. Of Jesus and his glory. Of Jesus and his love. And when in scenes of glory I sing that new, new song, it will be the same old story that I have loved so long. I love to tell the story. It will be my theme in glory just to sing the old, old story. What is it? Jesus and his love. What is that story? You and I are sinners. Everyone in this room is a sinner. We're lost in sin, on our way to an eternal separation from God, a terrible place that Jesus called hell, forever separated from God. And then God looked down, and God loved you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and me. God loved every one of us. He loved us so much that he allowed his only begotten son to come and die on a cross. And he who knew no sin, the Lord Jesus, came to the cross of Calvary 
and willingly placed his life between heaven and earth as a sacrifice for my sins and your sins. A number of years ago, I went down to Eddieville Penitentiary. And the warden let me go down through death row. He said, uh, Preacher, there are seven men in here waiting to die for their sins and their crimes. And then I went down to the electric chair. I sat down in that electric chair, and they fastened my legs and my, my knees and, and put my, my arms down there on that thing and put that thing over my chest. They put everything on except the hood. And then the warden went over and stood with those buttons. And he said, Preacher, where you're sitting, 120 men have died for their crimes. And I tried to think, how would it be to be there in the electric chair and to know that I was condemned, the jury had found me guilty, the judge had pronounced the sentence, and I was going to die. And suddenly, Johnny Deacons would come along and he'd say, Warden, if you'll let me, I'll take Richard Oldham's place in that electric chair. I'll die for him. Now the Bible says, scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God proved his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's exactly what Jesus did. He took my place in the electric chair of death. You see, the cross is a death instrument. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. You deserve death. You deserve death. We deserve hell. But Jesus went to the cross and took our death in his, in his own body. He died that we might be saved. Three days later, he was raised from the grave. He's alive today. He's a living Savior. And he's right here in this room. And he's walking through the aisles. He's there in that chair by you. And he's knocking on your heart's door. He's saying, if you'll let me, I'll come in. If you'll let me, I'll come in. Listen, everybody get real quiet. Put your hand over your heart right now. And listen to that heartbeat. Listen to that heartbeat. Everybody put your hand over your heart and listen to that heartbeat right now. Do you hear it? With every heartbeat, Jesus is saying, let me in. Let me in. Let me in. There's a stranger at the door. Let him in. He has been there off before. Let him in. Let him in ere he is gone. Let him in, God's only son. Will you let Jesus come into your life tonight? If you will, he'll give you peace and purpose and pardon. And he'll change your life. And he'll change your direction and make you on the road to heaven. And you know what else he'll do? He'll start a fire in your life of evangelism and of power and of revival. And everywhere you go, Jesus is going to go with you. If it's in the valley, he'll be there. If it's on the mountain, he'll be there. If it's by an open grave, he'll be there. And if it's when you walk down that last valley and they stand by you and say there's no chance, he can't live much longer, friend Jesus will be right there with you. And he'll take you safely across at the depot of death and put your hand in God's hand forever. Oh, you can't beat that. Won't you turn your life over to Jesus? The energy of your life? God help you to do it. Let's bow together in prayer, please. Every head bowed, every eye closed for just a moment. With every head bowed and eyes closed, you've been so wonderful tonight. You've been so attentive. Oh, I love you. Thank you for that. Now, nobody leaving. God is speaking. Right in your heart, would you examine your heart and say, Lord, what do you want me to do about this message I've heard tonight? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to just be stubborn and resist you? Do you want me to just be indifferent? 
Do you want me to just stand here and sing? Or Lord, are you speaking to me? Do I need to go forward and confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior? Do I need to go and recommit my life to Christ and serve God? God, what do you want me to do? Our Father, we thank you for this great congregation tonight. Thank you for every song. Thank you for every prayer. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do now. And as Brother Johnny comes and stands here a moment and the folks hear God's invitation, Lord, let there be victory in Jesus. May they come to Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand, please? Everyone standing. Now, no one moving around. Nobody going out. Listen carefully. God is speaking here. We're going to sing just as I am without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me, O Lamb of God, I come. Number, number what? What song is that? 249. If you need the book, turn there and then look at me as soon as you've got that number. 249. Look at me now, please. God is speaking to your heart. And I want to ask you to come quickly. When we begin to sing, if you're willing to say, Jesus, I give you my life tonight. The best way I know how. I want to give you my heart and my life and my mind and my eyes. Here I am, Lord. I give myself to you. You come. Brother Johnny will be waiting here. You come and say, Brother Johnny, I give my life to Jesus. Now, there may be some here tonight who have already been saved before you got here, but you've not confessed him openly. You have never followed Jesus in baptism. You need to come. You need to step out first. Come quickly and say, I've already been saved. I want everybody to know it. God is speaking to your heart. Let him have his way. Some need to rededicate your life. You do what God tells you. While we begin to sing, who will come first? Quickly, right now. Will you step out for Christ? God bless you. God bless you, friend. Amen. God bless you. Amen.
you bow your head and close your eyes, please? These dear friends have come. You come and talk with him. Now God is speaking. Already some have come. And I want to ask you, with our heads bowed and eyes closed, how many in this room tonight can say, Richard, I've already been saved. And if I died tonight, if I never made it out of this long church, if I die in an automobile wreck on the way back tonight, I know I'll go to heaven when I die. I'm saved and I'm glad I'm saved. Would you slip your hand up and hold it a minute? If you know you're saved, put your hand up and hold it. You know that Jesus is in your heart. Hold your hand up high. All right, hands down. Now, friend, if you're saved, if you're saved and you held your hand and you're sitting there, somebody that isn't saved, young lady, somebody near you may not be saved. One of the most ugly things you can do during an invitation is to talk to somebody. Someone near you, God is dealing with. Now I want to ask how many of you would be honest enough with me tonight to say, Richard, sitting here at this church tonight, I realize you've told the truth. And I know I'm lost. And I need God. I need to be saved. Pray for me. I've never been saved. If I died tonight, I'd go to hell. Or if I have been saved, I've wandered away from God. I'm not serving Him like all to. Pray for me. Would you slip your hand up and hold it a minute and then take it back down? God bless you, friend. God bless you. 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 Oh, God bless you. Many of you. God bless you. Yes, someone else. Anyone else? Yes, I see you. God bless you. Is there another? Just slip your hand up. Yes, God bless you. Anyone else? We're going to pray. Now, I'm going to pray for you. But you know I can't pray for you unless you pray for yourself. Unless you're willing to humble your heart before God and say, God, here I am. I'm at this old log church tonight. And I realize if I was ever saved, I've not served you like I ought to. And I'm sorry. I need to get back to God. And Lord, if, I, if, I, if I've never been saved, I want to be saved tonight. Would you pray that? And we're going to pray right now. You close your eyes and pray right where you are. Lord. You pray what I'm praying now. Dear Lord, here at the Log Church tonight, I've heard the truth. And Lord, I know that if I died, I wouldn't really be ready. Lord, if I've ever been saved, I want you to forgive me for wandering away from you and I give my life back to you now. And Lord, if I've never been saved, I call on Jesus tonight to save me. God, be merciful to me, a sinner, in Jesus' name. Now remain in prayer. Our Father, if these prayed that prayer, I know you've heard them. I pray you'll give them the strength to step out now and the courage to make it public in Jesus' name. Remain in prayer now. I would ask every one of you who lifted your hands, if you meant business with God, and you're willing to say, Jesus, here's my life. I give it to you. I want you to come forward. Now, it may mean rededicating your life, but you can't rededicate something you never had. If you never were saved, you need to come tonight and say, I want Jesus to save me. Would you do that? God help you to do it right now. And I'm going to ask Brother Bob to sing that next stanza by himself. 
and, and, and friend, you come. Brother Bob, you sing, and you step out for Jesus right now. Will you do it? Come on, right now.